Hello and welcome to Horror. This is a fortnightly podcast in which myself, Lee, and Adam will be taking our friend Chris on a journey through the twisted world of horror cinema in the hopes of introducing him to some of the many delights the genre has to offer. The premise is very simple. We will sit down together and watch a film. As soon as it's finished, we will sit down and record the podcast immediately afterwards. As such, it will be very spoiler-heavy, and we do suggest you watch the film yourself before listening to the podcast, not only so we don't spoil it, but also so you know exactly what we're talking about. At the end of each discussion, we'll decide what film we'll be watching next, and we'll let you know so you have a fortnight to watch it yourselves, and then come on our journey with us again. Along the way, there will be facts, laughs, opinions, probably quite a lot of swearing. Any full frontal nudity will be completely irrelevant, as this is audio only. So, with the introduction over, it's now time for the podcast. Thanks for listening. Can't talk now. <laughs> That's fine. Right, we'll, we'll carry on from there. Mm. Evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to Horror. This is episode 14 um, of Welcome to Horror. I am Lee. I'm Chris. I am Adam. And we're joined this evening by our special guest. Star of stage and screen, drummer for the Pit Ponies, and international cabaret chanteuse, Dr. Dean Porter. Yo! Excellent. Right, that's uh, Dean's been mentioned on this podcast many times, so you'll all be well aware of him. Mostly in positive terms. <laughs> <laughs> when, when uh, we record, the stuff I haven't edited out is definitely in positive terms. I, but, um, I think it's ambivalent at best. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would also like to point out at this point that this is our second guest appearance. Mm. And yet again, nepotism rules. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. So, that's, that's worth pointing out if you get it out of there. Um, so, talking of getting it out of there, our main event this evening will be critters. Um, but in advance of that, I'd just like to talk about the fact that I have finally gotten round to watching The Mummy, uh, the first of the new Universal Dark Universe uh, series? Yeah. Franchise? Does yeah. it still have the weird guy who likes nearly science stuff? <laughs> Dan Tom. Brown. <laughs> Tom Cruise? No, not even near Tom Cruise. Wasn't, um, he, wasn't he in The Last Mummies? I haven't seen any of them. He no. wasn't in the previous Mummies. No, no right. but he is, he is the star of the new Mummy. Oh, okay. Um, right, so, controversial... I didn't hate this movie. Mm. I've got. I, I'm not saying I'm. It's, it's going to be, become a staple of my yearly watching or anything. But it's very much in a Van Helsing style. Like it's a hangover film. Like you got a hangover. You want to put something on. You're like, well, I don't want anything. I've got to take in or really care too much about. It's ideal for that. So it's, it's just another Tom Cruise film. Yeah, yeah, pretty <laughs> much, pretty much. Yeah, it's another Oblivion. It was. It was all right. Is, um, it, is it another another film in which a rapidly ageing tiny man <laughs> is trying to convince us that he's an action hero? Yes. Right. Okay. Um, it is National Treasures with uh, with the Mummy. Really. By National Treasure, you mean the Nicolas Cage movie? Yeah, yeah. I don't not, mean I don't not mean Robbie Coltrane <laughs> noncing people up. <laughs> yeah, no, it, okay. it's far from that. Um, 
it, it did have some nice throwbacks to stuff, which I quite liked. Um, it reminded me quite a lot. He's got a so his friend dies. Right, the, I'm going to spoil the shit out of this because you're going to watch it I anyway. Think that's I'm yeah. probably not going to be no. fair. But you, 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 it's, if, it's worth a watch. Again, oh. if you're <coughs> if if I watch it, I won't care that it's been spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I mean. Yeah, but he's, he, he, so his friend gets killed, and his friend is like a ghost guide all the way through, a bit like American Werewolf in London. Oh, mm. right. Okay. It had like that sort of a, a feel. To it. I was going with the doors. <laughs> Because he's got the like, Native American guy <laughs> in the doors. I thought that was the first one I could he think of. He's not Jim Morrison in any way. So okay. might, but he is a weirdo, so he has got that <laughs> in common. Well. I think you're probably more thinking of Wayne's World. Yes, I am. <laughs> it was gratuitous to see the crack in his pocket. <laughs> it was. I've got to say, one of the things that did stand out to me is they've tried to, again, like American Wealth in London, they tried to put that dark comedic humour in it. But even with an amazing editor, which we saw in Critters today, you can make inanimate objects have perfect comedy timing. Mm, true um, but even with Tom Cruise, they could not get it right. <laughs> from, from that particular inanimate object. Yeah. <laughs> it well, is terrible. I was saying inanimate, more controlled by mm. Scientology. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, it's... um. It's a, yeah, so it's it's worth a watch, and it. I certainly don't think it writes off the whole rest of the series, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely not a, an amazing movie. It's not one I'm going to watch regularly. I'm, I'll probably rewatch it again at some point so out of morbid curiosity. Did you say that this is like a start of many? Yeah, so this is the start of their new Dark Universe series. Dark Universe, okay. Because um, isn't Russell Crowe in it as? Jekyll. Yes, he is. And he's pretty good in it, to be fair. Um, and there's a, a great fight scene with him and Tom Cruise that's... It's very CGI heavy, but... Um, yeah, it, it's... As I say, it, it's like Van Helsing. It's not a great movie, but it has... It's not the, terrible. It, has, it passes yeah. the hour and a half. Yeah, I wasn't angry at the end of it. Um, there are things <laughs> I know that it doesn't sound but some things do make me very angry by the end of it so the fact that it didn't is actually a, a mark in the plus column um, some things did make me laugh about it though um, the fact that it was clearly American written they're, at one point they're in Surrey I'm sure they said it was Surrey I did mean to go back and double check that fact but there is a point where they're at an abbey in Surrey where some of the movie takes place um, and they pull up in a black cab. And I was like, if, I, I don't care if you are CIA funded, if you get a black cab from London to Surrey, you will bankrupt the entire American states. But did did they just get a lift from Stephen Fry? <laughs> but ten, no, because he wouldn't have anything to do with this dog shit movie. Right, okay. He's had a lot to do with a lot of dog shit movies, but I'm sure this one... Nice, he gets it. away with it though because he's Stephen Fry. Yeah, um, another national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> he is. What? Don't you laugh when you say that? <laughs> <laughs> right. So, with that out of the way, um, just one thing though on the Scientology thing. I am working on my crime movie in which the head of Scientology goes around solving crimes. And it's going to be called Miscavige of Justice. 
You've been working on that for Fourteen episodes been waiting to mention Tom Cruise to bring that one in. Well, I was going to mention Tom Cruise at any point. <laughs> any given opportunity. Any given opportunity, just it'd be like, right, so Christopher Lee, what did you think of his role in this movie? Good, but it could have been better with Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because you've gone clear for Tom I Cruise? I have gone, I've gone clear for Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so on to this evening's main event. Um, Critters, which is amazing. Uh, it isn't the first time for any of us. This is a <laughs> for me and Dean. Um, oh. I, I should actually point out that Dean is my brother. For those who don't know us, um, so Dean and I grew up watching this. This was one of those Star Wars type movies where we'd watch it and then just rewind the tape and just play it again and just wore the fucking tape out on it because it and also wore our dad's mind down <laughs> oh yeah 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 he's he's a dribbling mess now <laughs> purely based on the amount of times that he's seen critters over and over again what what films does he like my critters. dad yeah he's, he's, do you know what? my dad loves horror he's okay. what got us into it at such a young as we discussed previously with um uh, the thriller and stuff yeah, and, and Evil like, Dead and Evil Dead like he showed us a lot of that stuff um, earlier on which is definitely where we got it from but he's more of a gore hound like mm. he much prefers like a full on absolute splatter fest like he loves um, films like Evil Speak we've yet to discuss Evil Speak with you Chris this is a it's computer based as well which is a, okay well, I mean you can try and convince me of splatter movies because I don't normally rate them up the top. But I think they're they fun. Them. They're fun movies. It's yeah, one of those, okay. they, they're not thought-provoking. Mm. They're not generally... I don't want to say they're not intelligent, because they are, but you do watch them in a very gratuitous... Yeah. So so I, like, I think of Brain Dude. That's probably my top yeah. type movie. But, and I did enjoy that because it was funny. Yeah. Know? But I, so, I so like that, them, I think I'd quite like it. it. Although they're part of horror, they're less... Thought provoking than mm. most horror, they are just fun. They're uh, get a load of people together, drink a load of beer, and just laugh. Lo- you do okay. laugh all the way through. And they often have a similar storyline of group of teenagers and a threat of some mm. sort. Mm. Yeah, like yeah. a slasher movie. Yeah, mm. yeah. But but sometimes, yeah. Not always. But Not yeah, always. But but that, it is a very, as you say, it's a very beer heavy <laughs> with your mates oh. if you watch them on your own you'll probably just get bored mm, yeah. Okay. yeah not to be confused also with splosh movies which is something <laughs> sound very British I don't know what that is but I'll, I'll ask about that <laughs> off mic at a later date um, so Chris Critters what's your history or, or with Crites. this or the Crites what's your history with this movie well, well yeah so it brought back some memories of watching it when I was a youngster and in this very house? Yeah, in fact, oh, yeah. sitting in this seat. How oh, really? weird is that? So <laughs> I realised that, because this room has changed so much. But yeah, it was sitting here, and the TV was over there. I yeah. should explain the that the I... benefits of the is pointing to the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so the house that I now live in is the house in which Chris grew up as a child. Um, Traumatised by... Yeah, thriller and other horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how very authentic. I was traumatised by thriller too, so yeah. I used to hide. Or was it the zombies or Michael Jackson? Oh, 
to be honest, I think it was the whole. Okay. Michael Jackson's heart. <laughs> yeah, Michael Jackson's heart. <laughs> so, so what did you? So, this is the first time that you've said. Yeah. That you've seen it for. Well, since I was probably maybe maybe seven or eight, I suppose. I don't know what what year did it come out. Eighty-six. Eighty-six. Yeah. So yeah, I guess it probably was then. I imagine I wanted to watch it pretty early on. So yeah, seven or eight. Um, yeah, and I'd, I'd remembered some of it, but forgotten a lot. And in a very good way, watching it again, it's nostalgic and yeah, I think really good still. It's a lot more comedic watching it. Yeah, later but, but so, in life because the horror. So I, that done. so that was the bit though I remembered it being kind of funny, but I'd forgotten how it made me feel watching it when I was younger as in seeing the boy trying to be a hero and sort of messing up most of the time but still we had the sort of the aim and it was like that was quite uplifting I think at that age to see someone getting involved in very adult situations trying to do what he can he was absolutely my idol growing up yeah. that kid oh, he definitely. was what I wanted to what Explains I wanted to be so yeah. so much frankly <laughs> when we, we moved in the house that my parents live in now Outside the window was uh, the top of the porch, which mm. was you could climb out of. And in the film, he could climb out the window. Mm-hmm. And I remember when we very first moved in, one of the first things I thought is, if anything <laughs> attacks, at least I can get out of the window. And yeah. um, had instilled in you. Yeah, in me, that if anything happens, you just get There's out of the window. There's something you can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I wonder if that's a really good thing, like something that horror movies provide a lot. Mm. Is It's like... What would you do it's in the event of a zombie for, apocalypse? Yeah. You kind of you've got okay. It might just be the house is on fire. Yeah, it's not necessarily <laughs> crites, but you've got some preparation some in your head. Techniques. Yeah, techniques. Yeah. I, so I did uh, watching Luther recently. Um, did that for me. What? Um, yeah, where they're in the house and somebody comes in. You're like, well, if, if that were me, where would I go? Yeah, and it immediately, in my head, I was like, uh, right, I can get in the loft, and the loft hatch closes down, so if somebody got in my house, mm. to the point where I even said to Jennifer, do you know what, if anything ever happened, and you were nervous in the house, get in the loft and stand yeah. on top of the hatch, because yeah. you know it'll take your weight, and nobody can lift the hatch <laughs> by somebody standing good. on top of it. But yeah, it, it's funny how watching something on TV that just makes you question that so that in the event of something actually happening mm. you've got an automatic defence right get in the loft get on the hatch you're safe because it's not yeah. like you're going to drill yourself on that <clears throat> generally in any other way no, no. Ge- you know. I don't have a go bag under my bed or anything but <laughs> I do know <laughs> it, it, it works you through the scenarios yeah. that you might need to although you obviously have just announced to any potential home <laughs> invaders what your plan is and they can counteract that. What I would say, though, is if it's an alien invasion, they usually come from above. And you've got a window up there. I have got a skylight up there. If any aliens are listening <laughs> to this, they're going to be years getting in. <laughs> yeah. If You're the aliens fine. come, I'll hide in the pantry. It'd be fine. Um, <laughs> is that where you keep your pants? <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to hide in the sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, funny you were saying about with Luther though, because I was gonna. Uh, Claire was saying about watching it, and obviously she's very sort of horrorphobic, even when it's not necessarily horror. Hmm. And she said, "Well, I'm not sure because I heard there's one where someone comes out from under the bed." And I was like, "We'd know because you'd go into your room and go, 
Why is all this shit that we keep <laughs> over here? I think someone Why are all your playboys on the floor? <laughs> all my readers' husbands. Oh, we're going. <laughs> yeah, because it is 1985 and we still have yeah. all that stuff. Um, no, just be, they'd just be shit all over. There'd be spare pillows, duvets. Yeah. Old socks you've yeah. not seen in that eight months. That I don't know what's under my bed. I know what's under your bed of telly keeping it together. And oh yeah, no, that's very true. <laughs> I've, um, I've got a couple other bits. So I'll put the very first scene kind of suggests that it's not going to be a really deep story. The way the critters escape, and uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's fairly straightforward. There's like, not a lot of thought behind. Yeah, it, really. but but I thought you know very soon after that a few comedic bits like the cat being called Chewy, you know, Star Wars references, Spock. What was it? Spock's the father of my... Yeah. yeah. Oh, the newspaper. Yeah, oh, what is this? A headline. Yeah. John Travolta and, oh, yeah. is... Oh, John, John Travolta. Travolta is said to be a waitress <laughs> in Fort Myers, Florida. Yes. But there's four headlines on the front and they're all related to other films or... Uh, and, um, and obviously yeah. you've Can got, you remember uh, the others? I can't. I wrote them down in my book that I completely uh, forgot tonight. And you've I, got the I E.T. Um, talks Oh, yeah. There's so a, that was quite nice. But that's a bigger link to that as well because Dee Wallace is the mother in both ET and Critters. Uh, yeah, and also because of that, um, this is there's she's she's the mum in two films in which a child uses hot water to affect the monitors. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> We, should, we yeah, should discuss no. D. One Wallace. One successfully and one unsuccessfully. We should discuss D. Wallace. D. Uh, Wallace. Think, D. Wallace um, is amazing. Um, she's in Popcorn, which is one of my favourite stupid B movies. Well, We're I, definitely going to have to cover that at some I've point. I've got a yeah. list here. Stepford Wives. Uh, she's uh, the eldest daughter in The Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. I've not seen that. Popcorn, like you say. E.T., where she's the mum again. She's in Cujo. Cujo, which mm. is incredible, and I was saying to you earlier that it's one of the most suspenseful films I've ever seen that really never moves from one plot. It's all mainly set around one area where Dee Wallace and her child are stuck and captured by the dog. Oh, so it's like horror in one setting, like I mean, a one set. You see the father trying to find out where his son and his wife is, and other little bits and pieces, but the main thing is just the dog, Dee Wallace, and her son. So it's pretty tense. It's Yeah, the suspense built in that film is incredible. Mm. I was uncomfortable watching it, and I can't say that about a lot of films, but that one but really does. How does it resolve? I can't well, say can't that. Well, well oh, <laughs> is, is, it, is it satisfactory? I've never seen it, so I would like I watched it drunk, I can't remember the end, oh, I'm yeah. going to be honest. <laughs> Well, I was on the edge of my seat up until the end, and I was like, oh, it's all resolved, off. I can forgive it, I forget it. You will notice this with Dean, if he gets host again, this will generally be his answer to most things. How was the end of the film? I was drunk. <laughs> well, once I feel, you know, relieved of the tension of a film, I, my brain don't remember it, but I only remember the tense mm. aspects. Good that's, bits, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You know, I've got to say, with this as well, the the explosions and stuff in this, I know mm. we said... Oh, what, yeah, 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 you mentioned that. Oh, absolutely yeah. epic. They are fucking huge. They're so... I think sure. it also comes from that lovely point in time where it was like, fuck it, they're only actors. 
Because <laughs> <laughs> people were standing quite near a lot of yeah. shit. I think it was also the cameras couldn't handle the amount of light they produced mm. at times. So you get these huge flashes of light that just blow everything else out for a few It's seconds. like that weird line thing that you get with um, uh, machine gun fire. Oh, well, Because yeah. it's so loud. They yeah. Like, and uh, I can't remember. I think it was for Scarface. They actually developed a system that synced the camera to the machine gun sound hmm. so that it wouldn't cause that break. Mm. Oh, okay. Like they, they actually set up like a really primitive sort of computer system, essentially, wow. that, that did it. Um, one yeah. thing I would like to mention um, before we get too in-depth on this film um, is that the, so the reason we've covered it recently is because I watched it a couple of weeks ago and said... I watched Critters again. Shit, that's a good movie. And everyone went, oh, mm. we should do it. The reason I watched it is because I listened to um, the Astonishing Legends podcast, which covered the event, which I can't remember if it was them who credited it or if I read it somewhere else and having heard that podcast, it jogged my memory. But this was based on a, air quotes, real-life event which happened was the was the inspiration so obviously that is it, the film is not based on real events but um the inspiration for it was something called the Kelly Hopkinsville incident which happened um on the 21st of August 1955 uh, just outside Kelly Hopkinsville in Kentucky um so there were two families of farm workers um, in a, a house, it was like a it was, it was a it was a farm. Sorry, rather than a house, um, and they were all inside playing cards and uh, just chatting. Um, and they were very rural, so they didn't have TV and stuff. Um, and one of them went outside to get some water from the pump, which I think was referenced in the film. Um, you, when you you did point out to us about that there's a water pump yeah, right outside the window. Mm. Um, so, what, so Lucky went outside to get water from the pump, and when he came back in, he said that he saw a light streak across the sky and land in the farm next door. Um, and uh, they, they, by all accounts, by everyone in the town, they were very they were farmers. They were not serious, like they weren't jerks but they were like they're not dreamers they're not they're very down-to-earth people they live a very rural life they've they live a so very hard the, life the, the father sort of gives a bit of that yeah. impression yeah drinking out of like, a jar yeah, yeah. even coffee or and, that and he's yeah, yeah, some, yeah, jar, yeah. we don't know what and he was. was fairly harsh you know in a sort of accessible yeah um mm. movie sort of way <laughs> but yeah to his son gave yeah gave him a hint that yeah so, so apparently the family were all very like that. So Lucky mm. came in and said what he'd seen, and they all kind of dismissed it. And then an hour later, the dog went nuts in the yard. And when they went out to see what was wrong, they all claim that um, they saw these three-foot-high creatures um, with very long arms, very thin. They said they were luminescent because they could see them in the dark moving. But they said they didn't walk, they seemed to glide, and they were gliding towards the house. And they had very large ears, and um, they were described as being very um, smooth-skinned, 
and they had no nose and only a slit for a mouth um, and their eyes glowed orange and they sort of glided towards the house. So they did what any red-blooded Americans would do. They went inside, <laughs> they got the 20 gauges and they came out and shot at them. And what they said was when they shot them, it made like a metallic sound that knocked the creatures back and they'd scurry away only to come back out again. Um, now, the newspapers and stuff at the time which covered the event said that there were a dozen or so of them, but the family themselves actually only said they only ever saw two or three at a time. Um, but yeah, so apparently the, these creatures were coming towards the house and they were kind of inside the house with guns, uh, you know, sort of defending themselves, and the creatures were coming right up to the screen doors and there were holes in the screen doors where the families had shot at these creatures and apparently they were under siege for like three hours um, they eventually all ran outside jumped into a pickup truck and flew to the police station again for a, a, a down to earth very serious family to do something like that and the sheriff said that he believed when they arrived having it's a small town but obviously you still see a lot of action said that he believed that they absolutely were genuine about what they claimed to have seen being a small town he's probably you know, he knows not yet. So he returned with them. Um, the streak in the sky had been seen by um, not only another policeman, but by other people in the town had also seen the streak in the sky that came across. Um, so the police went back to the farm with them and two MPs apparently turned up randomly um, they just happened to be in the area and heard the call out on the radio by the police. So two military police also turned up um, and they went around the farm. But nobody ever went over to where Lucky said he saw the craft land. Mm. So they stayed there for an hour and a half um, and then left. And then supposedly after they left, the creatures came back and sieged the house again. Um, at one point... One of them apparently climbed on top of the porch, and when one of them left the house, the creature swiped at him with its claws mm. from on top of the porch, which yeah. I think is where you get the the scene where one they're on the porch, and he goes to shoot one, and one jumps down, yeah. bites him in the shoulder, and he falls yeah. back. Um, yeah, so that's the event, apparently, which the whole thing is... Yeah, I have I've heard that. Yeah, it, it's a very... Because they, they called it like the... I think they even is this said... this the Skinwalker Ranch? No, no, no. no it's that's um, a, it's, it's a, a very, very similar, similar sounding... Story yeah. to, there's no big dogs with red eyes, but it's very similar to... Which, again, might have helped him out. But the Skinwalker Ranch having lots of weird things happening, like, which were very similar, large, oversized dogs and oversized men and mammals that would just appear and glowing mm. lights and but again this was in 1955 so this was this was before you got a lot, and as I say they didn't have TV or anything it was no but it's been a lot of it now has been I, I, don't get me wrong I'm definitely not saying I'm a believer that this happened exactly as <laughs> but um a UFO agnostic, would that be the right? Yeah, yeah, quite, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. definitely one. But yeah, so it's been, a lot of people have just now said, oh, you know what, it was a load of rednecks and they were probably all drunk on moonshine, they were all hallucinating. Mm -hmm. But the woman, so the matriarch of the family, the mother, um, apparently didn't allow hard liquor in the house. And the sheriff who originally arrived 
and also the reporter who turned up in the early hours the next morning claimed that there was no evidence that any of them had been drinking or that, you know, that there was anything out of the ordinary particularly. And, you know, the family, as always with these things, got nothing but negative press press from it um, mm. and, were, and were ridiculed locally. Yeah, because well, also this was, a, this was at a time where it wasn't really, you know, fame was not a means to money. No. Necessarily. No. You know, you wouldn't just, oh, I've created enough of a sensation so people are going to be talking about me or... But yeah, I'm not going to be on Letterman and yeah. whatnot. It's not going to... I would argue that, that from either side, that time period mm. is when a lot of sightings were made. It's when the Area 51... Yeah, Roswell mm. stuff. Roswell stuff was supposed to have happened and in the same sort of Southern American areas. Mm. Yeah. It's hard to know whether shit was going on or whether people were one talking story about things. was yeah. reading into another's imagination. I'm not saying shit didn't happen to these families. Or, or like the invisible just the nuclear bomb blasted through reality and allowed yeah, other nice dimensions to, yeah. Yeah. to well, sink through. So Dean, what did you... I know you, you obviously enjoyed this, but what is it about the film for you that really... Well, it's obviously the nostalgia would be the main point of it for me, like, as you say, me and you would just watch it on repeat, and on repeat, like, I would go over the field opposite our house and in my little childlike mind run about and reenact parts of the film because it was just a field with fuck all in it, like some parts of the film, especially yeah. the early parts where you see the the cow with it all. Oh, the mutilated, yeah. Yeah, the mutilated cow at the beginning, that is... I don't know if that's a mutilated cow or not. If it's not, some really good effect. It if looks it is, amazing. Come on, people. Also, because <laughs> the, the cow, cow mutilation, they always core out the arsehole. Yeah. And apparently, is it if you get eaten by dogs, that's where they eat you. So I wonder if it'd be the same with critters. Well, it's the same with yeah. cats sniff each other's bums yeah. and stuff like that. I think it's, it's just where the men just learned two it's new facts. It's the good smell. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know about either of those. <laughs> We're the only animal that isn't upset. Well, some people are, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, no, I know some people have told me some things I wish they hadn't that were definitely based around coral up. Well, you like, like cheese and pickle, didn't you? But I think it's an odour thing, but let's get past that. I can't remember the original question. Oh, yeah, the things that make me like it. Yeah, sorry. Um, the other thing is, of obviously, wanting to be that boy in that situation when I was a child and thinking that I would be the hero of the piece. Mm. And, it, and it wasn't until watching it back tonight that I realised everything he did was really fucking shit. Like, his reaction to it is, like... Oh well, I'll sit down and look after my sister in front of the open fireplace. Yeah, why and then start fire? Everyone get upstairs and hide in one room, and then what I'll do is oh, just so chuck a fucking oil lamp, yeah. oil lamp, and set light to the hole upstairs. I know they resolve it, but like he's just he's, he's terrible at everything he does. But he's he's no obviously worse. watching too much Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's like, that's how hero range. hero does it. Just but he's no worse than the bounty hunters who just shoot everything. For example, yeah, we, I know we don't find out his name that, is Ugg until that the was, second movie. That was oh, a great one who addition, shifts though. all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he just, like, in the church, for example, 
that they press the organ, he blows the organ up. They jump behind the podium, he blows the podium. Like, he just, a, he's like, got no I commented plan. On that I think it was almost a spoof, but just not quite, because it, it was like, it could have been. I, I think, I, I think for a start, with the organ, I am convinced that she only plays that one note. Yeah. She does. But it is the most sinister note. It's like all the black keys and one white. It's, it's so she, like, she's not preparing for something. She's got the whack the Diabolique open. <laughs> for those who haven't seen it, please go and watch uh, Look, Look Around, around you. you. You will not be displeased. If you were born in the 70s slash 80s in the UK, watch Look Around You. It will change your life. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so and and the other thing that that really still to this day grabs me about it is that I can look into any of the actors in that film and they would have done at least one other amazing film. Mm-hmm. Including Charlie, who the film before it was a sci fi film called Android. I think mm-hmm. it's nineteen eighty. I think I've got it here, mate. Uh You've got a list. I I had it in my book, but I'm a moron. Max, he's Max 400 in Android, which is 1982. 1982, yeah. Uh, He's also in Black Moon Rising. Have you guys ever seen that? No. No. It's like, you know in the 80s there was a lot of supercars? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like experimental supercars, you know, in, all I can think of is Knight Rider and the one, is it Jackie Chan's riding in... Cannibal Run. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Death Race 2000. I yeah. mean, there's some sweeper cars. I was that. obsessed for years when our copy of Critters was, uh, if you want to come after us now, New Line Cinema, this is where it's all at. <laughs> My father borrowed, <laughs> uh, hired Critters from the video shop and made a copy of it. Back when we used to have trailers on hire videos. Copying um, tendencies. <laughs> And Tom John Porter, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it had a, a trailer on it for the Wraith, but it was mm. literally a, a teaser trailer of only. And I was obsessed with that because the trailer gives away nothing of what the film is about. But it is ultimately Charlie Sheen is a, a Wraith driving a supercar who turns up in a fifties town um, with loads of. Grease and knobheads, and ultimately <laughs> just kills them all with a supercar. Sounds good. It's really. I watched it in a fairly. I watched it in the last few years for the first time. I've only seen it once. I didn't ever feel the need to go back to it. Um, I watched it three weeks ago. I've got to say, it's a pile of trash. Breakfast <laughs> off a few beers. It's very good. I, I think <laughs> the same applies to Black Moon Rising. But the reason I watched it is it's written by John Carpenter. Oh really? No, doesn't didn't direct it or anything else, but he wrote the script. And okay. It's Tommy Lee, one of Tommy Lee Jones's mm. earliest things. Okay. As well. uh, he's another great writer, director, actor that yeah has just through the eighties just won it. Yeah. <laughs> well, Charlie's played by Don Opper, and I've got him on TV for Miami Vice, Quantum Leap, L.A. Law, Tour of Duty, Twenty One Jump Street. Roseanne and Half Realm. There's, I tell you what, most of the cast have also were in the Starsky eight, and Hutch. 
Yes. Sorry. I, it is. It's yeah. in here. There's a lot for Starsky and Hutch and also um, the 80s Twilight Zone. Yeah. But oh, then I think it's kind of, a, it's a lot of people like, I mean, obviously like Dee Wallace is the horror icon and stuff. Yeah. So I think it's just that they were, oh, well, I'll, I'll do horror movies. I'll do the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah. Tell you, but they were the, cl- the the classics for me. The eighties and nineties Twilight Zones were the ones that I'd watch at home with my parents when they were on Sky. Yeah. And they were to me part of what made me love horror mm. because the storylines were just ridiculous, and some of them scared the shit out of me. They're they're on the same level as two of the X Files got yeah. me into horror in mm-hmm. that same way. There were certain episodes of the X-Files that terrified me and I would go back to and watch over and over again after we taped them. Yeah, quite a few quite a few people in, on, on this also turned up in the X-Files as well. And the Outer Limits, that's the other one. So yeah, that, yeah, that's what was, I yeah. was just had to remember of when you mentioned Twilight Zone, because I think I used to watch that more. And Was that yeah, on Sky? Yeah. We control yeah. the yeah. horizontal. Yeah. Uh, we control the vertical. Yeah. We control we the tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, the Dangerous Brothers, for ruining so much. Um, but, but they, they, it as well. They were just different stories, weren't they? Like, yeah. yeah, they were an anthology series, same as Twilight Zone, okay. or, or even like Black Mirror, I suppose. Do you know what I watched? I went back fairly recently and watched um, The Dark Side from the very beginning. They've been showing that on the, the Horror Channel. The George Romero, very first episode of that, is one of my all-time favourite it, it, again, I only saw it for the first time a few years ago. The very first episode of that is based on Halloween Night. It's George Romero, and it is absolutely phenomenal. Is that oh, the one with the guys playing poker? Yeah, no. So it's oh. a, like, is it's it a the one with the dogs playing poker? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's picture of them. You could be right in your remembrance, because it starts with... So it's a guy who owns a small... Uh, like a no, the only it, store yeah. in a town, and it starts with him in him with him with two accountants, and he basically is it's, it's just showing how tight he is, and the premise is every Halloween night everyone in the town is um, is running low on money, and so that everybody in the town has got a tab effectively. And he's got a list of all of the tabs. And on Halloween night, he hides it somewhere in his house. And he lets all of the children from the town into his house one at a time. And if that, if the child can find the list of tabs, he will write off their parents' tab for the year. <laughs> so ultimately, all the parents are building their kids up to not be scared of shit. So that they can... Basically, a fold to write off whatever well, debt. So it's like a horror house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's just him scaring the kids, mm. and then at the end, the most terrifying witch you've ever seen. And you know, no, no, she isn't the most terrifying witch. She's a very eighties hocus pocus witch, <laughs> but for some reason, it's still absolutely fucking terrifying. Just turns up and kills him, as I remember. But it's brilliant. It's a fantastic little vignette. It's a little half hour story. And it's very creep show, and it's absolutely amazing, and I love it. I've recently been like seeking out. I mean, some of them I was too old to see as a child, but there was a lot of 
children's based anthology things like this, such as Goosebumps. Oh, are you afraid, are of, you the afraid dark? of the dark? Yeah. There's another one I can't think of. Monsters. Been recently, no, I can't remember. But there was these, <clears throat> these. Some of them were always portmanteau. They'd have two because one story didn't hold up enough. You'd have two mm. in a half hour set. But uh, yeah, I've been getting very addicted to those recently. And you'd find Joe Dante would do them. Oh, um, Indiana. It's yeah, not the same yeah. set, set up. But that's a but Joe it, Dante it, written mm. horror thing for children. And you watch it and the amount of references to the films of the time. and the, Yeah, the yeah they're all I like love. watered down. Yeah, but so, so they're great. some of them are not that watered down, <laughs> man. And I watched <laughs> yeah. Goosebumps, which was like 1999. So I'd have been... 18 at the time and I hadn't seen it finally it wouldn't have scared me and I watched it in the flat on my own I had to turn the light on I was like this is genuinely eerie and it's only when you do that with Scooby-Doo that you have to ask <laughs> oh Scooby-Doo was never I'm on. Oh, every time I was disappointed has anybody seen the new Goosebumps movie no no, I watched the series no. recently the it's original. really good it's does, it, does it have Jack Black in it it has so, got yeah, Jack Black in it it's really good. I, I, it's a proper throwback yeah. to the eighties um, Monster Squad type mm. feel. It's mm. fa- it isn't as good as Monster Squad. <laughs> Nothing fuck is. But it, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a. I thought it was really good. Actually, it's an offside. As have you seen the Monster Squad? It it's kind of a family film, but brings in the Wolfman, the Mummy. Uh, uh, I think you Stone. might mention this we, one on we episode have, one or something. We have mentioned it. I've yeah, mentioned it in almost in. every episode because uh, I love okay. the monster. Okay. Wolf man, it's got nards. Come on, you guys, don't be chicken shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's it's a lot tamer than what what, you, what it, you've been watching recently. But it is it is family friendly, film. but it's really good. It's uh, and it shows them in a really good light like none of the monsters in it are I say shows me a good light what I mean is they're all really good portrayals mm, of okay. the monsters but in a family friendly environment mm. um, and the story itself is brilliant it's very in and out it's mm. like there's no messing around it's a really straightforward narrative okay. um, it, but yeah it's totally thoroughly enjoyed basically it's the Goonies mm. with the Universal Monsters and it's mm. phenomenal because, I mean, there's a lot of that in the 80s. Well, Fright Night being an, an obvious yeah. example. Yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah. It's that and same sort of thing where it's like sort of roughly teenage kids mm. or sort of early teens. I mean, obviously Stranger Things has kind of taken that mm. from it. But, I mean, you've got, I mean, like, everything from, like, E.T., Critters. They, they all it. sort of, it, they all follow that same sort of, there was a lot of it in the 80s where it was like, and I think it was that thing where you could watch it as... When you are a kid, you were watching it as an adventure. Mm. You, you would genuinely sort of like... like, cause like I was the same with you with Critters. Because it was like... I watched it when I was... What? Um, probably about 10. Mm. Or whatever. It was just after Gremlins, probably. So, mm. yeah. And, um, yeah. And it, but it was that same thing. Watching it back now, it's brilliant comedy. Mm. But I remember watching it at the time, and just I was in it as a serious drama, like yeah. it was 
don't know, fucking Shakespeare or something. You know, it was just sort of, I just followed the action. It's like we said with Ghost Watch, you know. Mm. When you watch it back now <clears throat> and you look at the acting and you look at the, some of the sets and stuff, you kind of go, oh, it's a bit... But but a, a younger mind... I still think it holds up. I mean, we, we were still shitting ourselves and I did... Yeah, I'm, to put yeah, the I'm, light I'm, on when I'm I went not, to the loo. I'm not taking away from it, but as I say, it's just things like... Uh, it, just to go back to last episode with Ghostwatch, when they cut to the guy in the American studio, and mm. it's clearly just a guy in front of a screen with. But, a, but that's what you would get if someone was like on Wogan or something like that. That's They'd true. Always have just that, is, a that is true. Yeah. Very often, time sort of backdrop to. Yeah. To yeah. Like, to come <laughs> this bullshit, but you get the outline, that blue outline when someone's in front of a. Blue screen? With yeah, because that's what it was. It was, it was a I mean, that's, yeah, this wasn't yeah. even a blue screen. This was a guy in... A, 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 just a little corner set yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. But that's but that's what they would do, because when they were doing... If they were doing like a live broadcast from somewhere, they did it in a studio to keep it controlled, because they couldn't do... They, they If it was happening in the States, it would be a studio in the United States, yeah. where they'd just set up like a wall and a chair... Yeah, because yeah, with like, a plant in the background, yeah, yeah, make it look yeah. lived in. Just put a fucking pot of plant yeah, in there. A plant that looks like someone's been there. Yeah, a plant. Uh, Someone uh, must water it, so therefore it must be a real place. Yeah, stuffed kangaroo if it's life in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> He's got hats of corks on it. Yeah, <laughs> no, they just flip the camera. I'm so sorry. Sorry. <laughs> 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 um, did you have any other notes on critters, Chris? Sorry, I know we. Um, we got slightly we got sidetracked. sidetracked a little. <laughs> I sidetracked this. I'm sorry. I'm not very good at this. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'll put... Um, all right, I, I really liked when it changed. And uh, so I said this during. I'd forgotten that it was meant to be a horror film. It just seemed like a fun American, maybe sitcom-ish, or not, or not sitcom comedy. Like So, yeah, it's just a fun sort of film. Like, and it was almost like, like vacation or something, just like a family yeah, yeah. Yeah. film, sort of. like a lampoon. So aside from the very first scene, yeah, you don't really see a lot. You do, you see the bounty hunters change, but that's also kind of funny because mm. you see him watch different things on Earth, and then he sees the singer, um, who's pretty good, and reminds me of Tim Curry a bit. He does, right? yeah. 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 Tim Curry. Um, like a really dead pad, even yeah. more dead pad than yeah. Tim Curry can be at times. And better their hair than Tim Curry, which I never thought would hear. Yeah. Oh, come on, oh, look at Rocky Horror. Well, <laughs> I've never seen that. That's, you can't spoil that yet. Oh, sorry, man. He's now I know. Now I know he's got I'm good sorry. hair. I'll, I'll, I've ruined it for you. I'm yeah, spoiler about good hair, then you can't be doing that. Man. <laughs> but yeah, yes. my fashion. So they're good. Um, yeah, and, and in fact, the effects when they change, that's good. But but yeah, it's not it's not scary. And then all of a sudden, the whole style changes when you see it through the eyes of the critters. And they've been sort of you've seen a little bit of them, but you don't yeah. see them properly. And it's not like they're actually scary when you see them, but they're clearly meant to be. They're adorable. What? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. For, for weirdos, yeah, they're adorable. I think it's if you like cats. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or if you like something yeah. furry but predatory. Anyone who doesn't, doesn't really cats, like yeah. like you. Anyone who doesn't like, like cats cat. is because they've seen critters. That's the only reason you could ever not but like But they do all look like my cat. Just a <laughs> black ball of fur that will occasionally scare you in the night. <laughs> but, um, sorry, you say, um, you, you did say from the critter's point of view, 
which is something I've never taken in, is you do get critter vision in it. Mm. Yeah. Where you get yeah. them coming up yeah. to the house like Evil Dead. And it's like the speed like of that. it changes yeah. and... Yeah. Like, and it, yeah, it, That's quite... It's, it, like, yeah. it's, it's definitely a very big change and, you know, something's going on. Um, and I guess it's not ultra scary, but I think at the age I watched it, it probably was. Mm. Um, you yeah, are right, though. It, it starts off... Like, you get the, the initial critter break... And then you say it's almost like an episode of Little House on the Prairie, or <laughs> yeah, or, 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 or you know, Even one of those possibly abusive dad. <laughs> yeah, for twenty minutes, and then all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, this UFO turns up, and you go, "Oh shit, yeah, no, we, we're not." But but even that feeds back to the story you were uh, like the, mm. the events that you were telling mm. us about, because because there, there, there's a weird thing with this as well, where it's the eighties crashing into a small town. Which clearly hasn't mm. really evolved Maybe, yeah. much yeah. past the fifties. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, obviously Billy Zane comes in in his Porsche and mm. is so eighties it's painful. You know, he's like a pastel, <laughs> like rolled up sleeve, shit hair nightmare. Yes, but the rest of it could have been nineteen fifty between yeah. nineteen fifty and probably now. But that's yeah. an eighties thing. A lot of eighties horror was based and had the emotions and feelings of 50s horror films. Mm. Look at films like uh, Terrorvision or... Well, the the whole of the 50s crept into the 80s, even yeah. in John Waters' films like Crybaby. Mm. Well, it's the same the thing Back to the Future. It's the same thing we're having now where we're going back to the 80s. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, yeah, so we're doing, you know, like, like House, the, of, the House of the Devil... Um, Stranger Things, Stranger being Things, it being remade. We're going back thirty years again, the same way that they did. Mm. Because well, it's film is in House of the Devil as well, which I didn't realise. Is she yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah, the she landlady. Is, yeah, who sells her house at the beginning? She I need to watch her, that film again. Yeah, is she that... meets her in a car park mm. weirdly, and then they go into. I need to watch that. But you never see her going near the house, the which no. is always. Something that I thought that in House of the Devil proves that she doesn't really know what's going on. She's yeah. just an in-between. This is what I've loved about House of the Devil. I've seen that film three times, and every time I watch it, I find another layer to it. Mm. Yeah. For a, yeah, for, so for a slow burn film... With a quick ending. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It, it, to find that many layers, it's one of the most geniusly written films I think I've also, ever seen. looking into more occult stuff... Yeah. ...as... I mean, it's not even an old film, and I've always been into the occult shit, but every time I watch it, it seems like I've learned something since that has that you've a now found a new relevance. fucking relevance to. Have That's you seen the House of the Devil, Chris? You need... We well, need to show you that. I'll definitely be on for that one, Chris. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It, it's a... Oh, I can't say enough good things about it. I know I say that a lot, but genuinely, this film is... It was one of those... It came out of nowhere. It was a whole new director. It was nothing we'd ever seen before. And it had the... It was made now, but it could not... Have, if you show, if I showed it to you now, and you didn't know it was made 10 years ago, you would absolutely 100% say it was made in the 80s. It is... Without mm. being... It's not pushing that whole... Yeah, like it's not pushing the whole look at how 80s it is. Well, it was, just, it was 2009 and it was kind of like... It was at the start 
of the whole 80s mm. thing. Mm. It brought back the kind of 80s revival, mm. and it's got that very 70s, 80s, slow burn horror feel, but it's so fucking brutal in places. Like, <laughs> so brutal. I cannot even yeah. describe it. Well, it's let's amazing. watch it because I want to say too much about it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's one to say for its own cast. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely be... I mean, if you told me that, I'll definitely yeah. be up for that one. Definitely. Yeah, mark, mark it in the calendar. Yeah. That, that's the other reason you've got to see the ghoul. Yeah. Same thing about... like You know what you were saying no, about... I just like, been paid yet. The that's occult why stuff. I seen the ghoul. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there's, a, there's another film called The Ghoul, Lee. Yeah. There's, a, th- I've so seen, there's a third one. Yeah. See, now, I've seen, seen this mentioned... Mm. Um, like I've seen um, posters for it and people mm. posting about it, but I didn't know. I kept seeing it marked up as a thriller, so just I didn't know. I don't, want horror, much, I don't want to give too much away, but just I think watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. Okay, because it's yeah, yeah. It's got Sold. a lot going on in it. Yeah, definitely up for that. And that's that's this week's recommendations. Get out of there, people! Watch the goal. If you do, don't spoil it for me though, because I'll have to. And then get ragged and watch the mummy the next day. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So get yeah, drunk and watch the ghoul. Yeah, and then when you've got a hangover and you want something you don't really give a fuck about, <laughs> watch the mummy. I know that isn't the greatest review for the mummy ever, but it's an honest one. Um, Quick quiz: Does anyone know the tagline to Critters? It's in my book that I've got to oh. with me. Uh, the fact that's that I don't, I feel I should really hit my head on something really hard because oh, I should know it. We had it on a proper VHS with the cover mm. and everything. Yeah, we did. After we had the copy, copy we did go, go and buy a copy. Go on, where is it? They buy it. Mm. Ah, yeah, that's why I don't remember because it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird one, though. You could have had that for Piranha yeah. or Alien. Jaws. Jaws. <laughs> most uh, horror, <laughs> monster movies, most monster movies, <laughs> stay <laughs> by it. <laughs> See, actually, it's, it's less unique than a shoe that was sparks at that one wins it. <laughs> yeah, that definitely does. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's tickling me. I'm going to give you a nostalgia download and Ooh. tell you what was going on around the time that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Go for Critters it. came out. Because this is back from the time when the US and UK release dates were much more staggered. Yeah. It so was more about a year, wasn't it? A mm. year or just over. Well, it came out, in, it was April in the States and November over here. Oh, yeah. Um, other films uh, that were released, in, in, when it was released in America, uh, other films released around the same sort of time, like sort of a couple of months around it. Highlander, Police Academy 3, back in training. <laughs> the Money Pit. Oh, good film. Uh, Absolute yeah. Beginners. No Retreat, No Surrender. Hey! What a turd of a movie. I've still seen it a dozen they, times. We've watched that too Short many. Circuit, Top Gun, Cobra, and Cold <laughs> Guys 2, The Other Side. I love Cobra. I know you love Cobra. And I'd like to say that Cold Guys 2, The Other Side, is my favourite, mainly for the creepy old man. <gasps> God is in his holy temple. <laughs> Did you know he... Isn't his own voice? Yes. No. Yeah. But, even better than that, 
Do you know who did the voice of the preacher in Poltergeist 2? The voice of the critters. No. Yeah. Fucking weird is that? He's like that a professional guy. voiceover artist. Seriously, I've got fucking pages of what he was in. That's oh, really? guy. Is yeah. this an unsung hero? Have we got an unsung hero? I think he's an unsung yeah. hero. This right. guy is Let's dig his name out. There's someone else in the cast who's definitely not an unsung hero, but uh, you reminded me, Chris, when you were saying about when they're watching, the bounty hunters are watching the thing and they get like all that download of Earth mm. information and he picks up on the pop star to be his face. Yeah. Um, do you know who is credited in this film? Adolf Hitler. What? Because he appears <laughs> he in the archive appear, footage, right? Yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, yeah. but I, this, is this his only movie crew? No. No, he's no, dis- no. He's no. described as miscellaneous crew on um, <laughs> Triumph of the Wind. <laughs> I don't actually, think we should be crediting no, Hitler. No, no, actually, no, no, but if you think about how many films has he been yeah, in? But it gets, it gets better. Oh, this, this led me on a fucking rabbit hole. Oh, Other people to have their own IMDb page include Joseph Stalin, Charles Manson, John Wayne Gacy, Ted Bundy, Jeffrey Dahmer, and Idi Amin. <laughs> Man, I've been, doing, I've been doing the wrong IMDb searches. Yeah. I want to know what, how many films, because if, if you think about it, Hitler, it's obviously the face of evil, if his image is used in a film, that he does make him... Yeah, he has credited. to be credited. Because uh, a lot of stuff on IMDb, they will credit archive footage. So, for example, um, a, the, a lot of the people from Night of the Living Dead mm. get credited because Night of the Living Dead hasn't got any copyright, so it appears in lots of other yeah, horror movies. Yeah, yeah. So those people are still credited wow. on, on IMDb. Indiana, he's one of them. Yes. Um, there is an Indiana uh, episode, Halloween episode, where every time it goes back to the living room where there's a kid watching the TV, it's a different classic horror film. Because it's Joe Dante, it shows oh. lots of the Universals and Night of Living Dead and uh, his own one, Piranha. That's I know. Why do you know well, he, he wouldn't have had the He wouldn't have had to worry about the rights to that, would he? No, exactly. <laughs> anyway, our unsung hero is Corey Burton, who... Does the voice of the critters, which he said he based halfway between what was it, Japanese and French. German, French, no, right. Japanese and French. Yeah, and so that's kind of where the voice is coming from. Okay. But he is the uncredited voice, as I say, of Reverend Henry Kane in Poltergeist Two and Three. Um, but he, yeah, he does voice. He does like loads of voiceover work and stuff like that. And so he's like voice. He his voice is in uh, Wolfen. Flight of the Navigator, Spaceballs, Amazon Women on the Moon, A Goofy Movie, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, Toy Story 2, Planet Terror, The Princess and the Frog, Hotel Transylvania, Machete Kills, uh, loads of straight-to-video Disney stuff, like, hmm. you know, when it's like they didn't get the proper yeah, actors back yeah. in. Uh, English dubs for a lot of Studio Ghibli, including Kiki's Delivery Service, Porco Rosso, and Princess Monocle. Fucking hell. Not know the Ghibli stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, Apart from Kiki's Delivery. And then on TV, Spider-Man, Transformers, G.I. Joe, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers, DuckTales, Tailspin, Superman, Last Son of Krypton, the Batman-Superman movie, Animaniacs, Pinky and the Brain, the new Batman Adventures, Superman, Batman Beyond, the Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries, Johnny Bravo, Powerpuff Girls... (laughs) Justice League, Duck Dodgers, Star Wars, Clone Wars, where he's Count Dooku. 
Wolverine and the X-Men, Thundercats, the reboot one, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, Phineas and Ferb, Avengers Assemble, Black Dynamite, Star Wars Rebels and Samurai Jack. Jesus And that's, that's just some that's of the loads. stuff. When that's, you say Chippendales, is that the children's Chippendale part who no, are the, the blokes getting naked and flopping it about? Um, which would you prefer? Blokes getting naked and flopping it about. Well, let's say it's that then. But I don't know he what... He plays <laughs> the voice of penis number three. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, ama- that's an amazing resume. That's, that's, that's just the stuff that I thought was interesting, to be Jesus. honest. But this guy, so I, I didn't realise it was that... Yeah, that, but I've noticed him in, in, in films for years, and because of my obsession with Poltergeist too, and that mm. specific character, because the guy who he overlapped the voice for was like a, a more of an art actor who used to do stage stuff in the sixties. Oh, you said he was a performance artist. Yeah, he was a performance like artist who would. Yeah, he was a horror performance artist where on stage they would have a set up of what would be like a, a normal conversation between people, three people in a chair, and they'd make it look like a sort of drama, and then one of them would go mental and kill the other two. So like Grand Guignol, sort of, yeah, like yeah. those little playlets that yeah, they used to yeah. do. Yeah, so yeah. they'd make it, you'd go in and you'd think, first of all, that it was a, a, a little sort of, kitchen sink drama was it and then all of a sudden one of them got mental and just stabbed the other one in the throat it, and then the crow was fine did it go le- <laughs> did it go League of Gentlemen you yeah. know I got this gun yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> what oh we're all listening now uh, oh, right. yeah. uh, I've heard his actual voice and I see when I don't use it oh is he not creepy enough point, well no he was he was quite old and quite ill oh. but that boy you couldn't understand what he was saying at least it wasn't one of those. Oh, yeah, no, they couldn't have used that in a film. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have watched it. So when, well, this, when this got released in the States, Rock Me Amadeus by Falco was number one. Okay. Um, and also, what else was there? Manic Monday, Let's Go All The Way, Might As Well Face It, You're A Dickhead To Love by Robert Palmer. <laughs> I, think, I think you should actually sing these. No, 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 no. Lee hates singing and dancing. I have a riff for the. No, isn't it like more than eight seconds? I've no idea. I'm not singing it. I'm I'm sure no one could tell that it's. I think it's 15 seconds. It sounds like you're encouraging us. No. I I did think, I just wanted to say, because you're talking about the cryptos talking, this might have been the first time I learned the word fuck, or at least the first time I saw it on TV. Because I'm sure oh, that yeah. was a big thing somehow. Because obviously, yeah, when it's... The like, yeah. says it. And it's like, that had not been in anything else I'd seen, I'm certain. I've got to say, the, said it. the comedy of the critters, mm, they just make me... Yeah, like, that is... That still stands out to me as a classic comedy moment. Yeah, it's just that they've got weapons. Yeah. So what? And that gun just <laughs> comes out the door. Fuck! And it fucks. Also, and the same as the when they're flying away at the end, mm. you see him flying away. You just see the little hand go down and just shoot the house out. You just see him laughing at the fact that she's yeah. blown out. Just to be dicks, yeah. I like that. They're really brilliant. Like, that. like they just make them such. The thing is, are they criminals or are they just hungry? You know, they've blown someone's house up just so they can laugh at it. They're definitely yeah, but I think yeah, I suppose that's... that's <laughs> no, yeah, but because I, I was trying to remember, like, when it first started, I was trying to remember going, well, you know, 
surely they're just like animals, but they can fly a fucking spaceship, so they're not. Yeah. You know, they they must have a structure like a a, 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 a an intelligence and a. And he's mm. a camel. He's a, a camel. Is he? He's a cattle farmer because they kill some of his cattle. Why don't they just eat the rest of the cattle and then fuck off? Why do they have to go and dick with the family and eat them in his own? But are the humans cattle to them? Are they space cattle rustlers? That's potential. Because they're sort of, you know... I've got to say, actually, watching it back this time for the 200th time (laughs) I've probably ever seen this film... But Billy Zane's acting, I actually really like... That bit when it bites his fingers off mm. and then it jumps at him and he runs around and just runs straight into the wall just because he's in such a... <gasps> I, I was really shocked by how well he acted panicked. Yeah, I would like to say that he's acting. Acting is good in that part, but probably more down to the prop designers... He is just holding it against his belly when it oh, goes yeah, yeah. stomach. Yeah. Well, they are like, with all of them. The, the, the critters look great, but yeah, there's not a lot of places where you actually see them. And when they pull the one out of the toilet, it does just look like a wet wig. Yeah. Or yeah. something like it's not... It's like, I think there's only a couple of scenes where you actually see them, apart from when they're rolling, there are only a couple of scenes where you actually see them like shuffling along as yeah. walking or whatever the majority of it they are just although, yeah. Yeah. although their mouths open so obviously there's someone with their hand inside it apart but it just they just look brilliant they, they look incredible. so good and they look like a pet I don't if it didn't have teeth and would kill my family because <laughs> <laughs> you were asking about Billy Zane weren't you mm, yeah what, what else Billy yeah. Zane did? Um, Not as much as I thought. I always saw him as a big actor. Yeah. And then when I looked into it, I was like, "It's been." I think he's one of those people who's just been in iconic roles. So I don't think Mm. he's. I think it's his name. That yeah. probably does help. He just stands out. Nineties heartthrob. He was the Mm. sort of thing that girls. Yeah, so you saw him a lot of. of, Yeah, so you saw him a lot in the press rather than actually acting. Yeah, Yeah, he was probably one of those people who was just going out with. Actresses yeah, who yeah, are doing yeah. better, sort of thing. More of a celebrity than an actor, mate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, this is only his second film, mm. uh, oh, Critters, really? but he's in Back to the Future 1 and 2. I think he's part of Biff's gang. Yeah, you uh, don't really see him, no. though, to be he fair. He played Kenneth Bianchi in a TV movie of the Hillside Stranglers, though, which I'd be interested to see. Mm, I didn't know that. Um, Dead Calm. Dead uh, Calm, I would like to add, is I'm not a fan of thrillers. But that film will still to this day just like keep me on the edge myself. That is a good film. He's, uh, him, uh, is it not Nicole Kidman and, and Sam Neill, Sam Neill mm-hmm. on a boat. Sam Neill, Nicole Kidman are together. They're out on a boat. Oh, I've and, heard a review of this. And then they pick him up it. as a kind of uh, like, the, like like castaway, like yeah, Maroon yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, and. He turns out to be a psychopath. Yeah, yes. But it's but that's that's a good film. Uh, He's Joe D. Foster in Silence of the Hams with uh, Silence of the Hams. You've never seen? Uh, I can honestly say I've never seen it. But it's it's a spoof. But it's uh, what's his name? Don DeLuise as Hannibal Lecter. (gasps) I fucking love 
after. We need to. So if you can track down Silence of the Hams for me, because it was a trailer on some a lot of video I had years ago, and I was like. Shall I? And I've never got round to it. It's going to be on YouTube. Oh, yeah, actually, that's true, yeah. <laughs> um, Deloise did a lot of those, because he was in... Um, he was in Haunted, Haunted Honeymoon. Honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> As a woman, for no reason whatsoever. And <laughs> no, never no I watched it recently. He's not... In there is a woman. He's in there is a dragon. Okay. <laughs> when you say you watched it recently, I watch that film at least every six months, and I've still never picked up. On yeah, it. no, I watched it. I watched it a couple of weeks. Well, a couple of months ago. Sorry, and and I was like, no, I think it's meant to be that everyone knows he's. A but he's got a thing against the other trans. <laughs> he's got a thing against the other transvestite nephew, which of course he has. Like oh, he's trying to steal his. Oh, right, okay, yeah, he's yeah. Sorry, sorry, Adam. Sorry, sorry. Let's <laughs> not let's not no. carry on with this. Tales <laughs> from the Crypt, Demon Knight. He is the collector. Yeah, good film, brilliant soundtrack with grave diggers on it. When oh. I lived in. Bognor Regis and I lived on Butlins for a year as staff. You brought me Demon Knight as one of the few cassette tapes that I had yeah, as an audio thing to listen I to on the beach. You a compilation of skater punk called Punk Till You Puke. He did, <laughs> with the Vandals and Goldfinger and. And yeah. I can't trace any of that MXPX shit down yeah. yeah, all kinds of great stuff. There's a Misfits track on it, so. I know you're on it. He did the Phantom as well, which I'd forgotten about entirely. Awful. Yeah, never seen it. Oh, just don't bother. I mean, that was like when superhero movies were being done in the nineties badly. I mean, they're not yeah, they're not any great shapes at the moment, but <laughs> I mean, it was before they even had the technology to so that you believe a man could fly, or in this case, ride a horse with a purple wig on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and his big deal in. Uh, was he was in Titanic? I think he was Kate Winslet's dick husband, or yeah. yes, yeah, fiance, yes, or whatever yes, like that. And John Justice Wheeler in the second series of Twin Peaks, who is the guy who takes uh, who Audrey ends up with, like a millionaire who turns oh, up. Fuck and, me, like, yes. Yeah. And then the other, the boyfriend goes and works. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Really I've seen exactly. That in such a long time. Mm. That's I've why he hasn't carried on. He's so forgettable. I've got to bring up Ethan <laughs> Phillips, who's Jeff, the the basically the only person who actually you see die. die. Yeah. 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 Um, no, no. Sorry, there's two people who die in this mm. film because you see, yeah, the yeah, car under the car. Yeah. And Billy's own. Mm. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, he does. Totally yeah, we forgot. Only two people die in this film. Mm. We've just been t- ten minutes talking about them and forgotten that you died. <laughs> there you go. That's that's, that's why how that's the career Poor man. Poor man. But yeah, he was um, best known as Nobnose Neelix in Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. The guy with the yeah. With the the bl- he runs the bar. Yeah. He's got a big mohawk and a no a knob for a nose. Okay. And he's got Neelix. Good for him. Yeah. 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 I didn't realise that until I started looking this film up and I was like yeah and then you've got M. Emmett Walsh who's just in every fucking thing M. Emmett Walsh mm. is fantastic he always plays the same he's one of those Al Pacino type yeah who always just comes in and just plays himself he's, he's, yeah, in a different scenario his own role really yeah. isn't he it's, which is great yeah. I mean, how brilliant is that mm. that you've 
that you've created such a persona that yeah. people can move it from film to film to film. And the Coen brothers use him a lot, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. And his last ever film was a uh, was um, shit. If I had my book here, I'd know. It was it was a Friday the Thirteenth in nineteen ninety three, and I oh, can't really? remember which one was in nineteen ninety three, but it was his last film, and it was a complete rehash of the same character he's always yeah. played. Oh, um, Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, of course he's the. Deckard's detective. boss. Yes, yeah. he is Deckard's boss. Um, um, We've got four skin jobs. On a side note, actually, um, the the new Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Mm. Have you seen the trailer for that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen the short films that they've released? No. No. Okay. So the guy who's written the new film, yeah, has taken four directors who he really likes. Mm-hmm and got them to create five-minute shorts which fill the space between Blade Runner and the new Blade Runner to fill in the gaps in the story. And one of them's got, like, Jared Leto in it. Yeah. Like, these, they're they're really high-quality... Budget. High-budget, yeah. It's not just, like... You know, we'll get these little B movie actors to go. They've really given them a lot of money to go and make these shorts, um, and they're all available on YouTube. I've only seen one of them. Wow. Cool. I have to check that out. And but, this is what you need from someone who's taking over from a film that will mean a lot to the original mm. fans. Is yeah. You want to give them as much as possible, and you want it to be as. Uh, Sort of respectful, Linear. respectful. Yeah. yeah, it's respectful. Much in the same way that it turns out that J.J. Abrams respects Star Wars more than George Lucas. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see it tomorrow, and I'm hoping there is some form of respect to the originals. I've I've already read so much that I know there is there is so much respect to the originals. You can't, you can't, can't talk too Lee. much. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no spoilers. We'll also, back. you got to remember Lee. This was one of the first ever horror films you showed me, was it? Mm. Like, when yeah. I was... I'd, like, I'd seen... I'd, I'd seen Critters over and over again. I'd seen but as a, as a full-on horror. Yeah. As a full-on horror. It's, it's a different... Three hours. He, Lee explained it to me. Mm. I would have been 11, so you would have been... 13. 13. Mm. You explained it to me as... I'm going to show you this. Mm. Let's go and leave a dot in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Was the term he told me to watch? And you said front or back. (laughs) 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 To be honest, I haven't seen any of the front ones yet. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and it did. It did change my perspective of horror. And my when I saw Nightmare on Elm Street, which you also showed me, I got the letdown of what horror could be because I'd seen. Freddy Krueger was a character for years on posters mm. and so I knew my dad loved and I knew Lee was loved yeah. absolutely and had posters with. all over the room and like yeah. like proper murder scenes as well yeah. from Fangoria you used to call it mm. Fangoria so I was, and I had this idea that it was going to be the most horrific thing I ever saw and I saw it and it was kind of slapstick Fangoria had that effect though because I rem- I was oh, thinking about yeah. this the other day. I had a Fangoria that had shots from Beetlejuice, mm. but it was all the stuff from the underworld, 
Like yeah. the guy, the guy yeah, who's yeah. like been run over with the tire mm. tread up. And, and the girl with the because yeah. I know the exact. Van Gogh, the, the, I remember the beat, which is, is the main picture was the girl uh, with the wrists. With yeah. her wrists, I wouldn't have had my little accident. Yeah, and I remember thinking this film's going to be like yeah. mind destroying. I watched yeah. it; it's like cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's the same. Van Gogh were very good at showing the horrific but, side of not that horror films. But but, but it is so. It took me literally half of that scene. So the very first scene when you see it, it this isn't a, a spoiler, but when he first starts speaking and you first see his face, I was like, this this isn't working for me. But what? once you catch it... Catch it? It's, <laughs> do, you, do you mean because the clown looks different? Yeah. Right. So, okay. so, yeah, so what I was plan? expecting was a very okay. human-looking guy in, like... Like a clown, yeah. Whereas his face, despite the fact it is his face, he does do that look. Mm. Like I've seen him do it without the makeup. Mm. He pulls a face where he sucks his cheeks in and spits his lip out. Mm. So mm. it gives him this really high cheekbones and a massive bottom lip. But he, it is actually him doing it. Um, and it makes it look very cartoonish, and it makes his voice sound slightly strange. Yeah. So when it first did it, I was like, yeah, I don't think this is going to work. But, but then as soon as he like stops that, because he, he, you've seen the original, mm. you know how Pennywise is talking and all of a sudden he opens his mouth and it's a mouthful of teeth. So when he changes from that high cheekbone, big lip, and he suddenly opens the mouth, it, it changes and it changes really fast, mm. and it goes from car- it goes from cartoonish to sinister in such a snap okay. that it it catches you off guard, and it's a real shock moment, and it's it's brilliant, and it it totally sells it for me. Mm. It really, really did. But have you seen that actor in anything else? Have you seen him? No, in no, Grove? I don't know him from anything. He's in Hemlock Grove, and in Hemlock Grove, he doesn't. I'm not going to give it away, but he does play another character. But it's what made him, the thing that made me keep watching Hemlock Grove was him and his acting, because he's so great at being so lovely one moment. Because he's basically a teenager, and he's yeah, it's one in of those... teenage life, but he's got something else going on in Hemlock Grove. And he can go from being so sweet and so nice and one of those actors you want to punch to suddenly being the most sinister prick, which is the only reason I'm going to see it tomorrow, because people have said to me about it, and I've been like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's going to be a remake. I hate remakes, and I never watch remakes, apart from The Thing. And The Fly. Um, and The Fly. <laughs> both of which are great. Mm. And, uh, but, but just knowing how he acted in Hemlock Grove, which was a terribly written series with a few incredible actors. Mm. It, it's just brought me to want to see it. So I'm really, I'm going to see it tomorrow. He so. made that, I, I love that film, and the two people who made it was him, who I knew nothing about going in, um, and the, the kid from Stranger Things, mm. who is brilliant, because he plays a trash mouth, obnoxious shithead kid. <laughs> He was the kid of everybody. The opposite, he would have been in Stranger Things. Mm. Yeah, he was, yes. 
yeah. where he was the quiet little mm. nice kid. Yeah, he's the absolute opposite in this, uh, where absolutely. his answer to everything is a bit like your mum. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss you. Yeah. you in English. Yeah, it's, it's what I said earlier when we were watching yeah. the film and I went to be like your mum. That's where it's come from because that's his answer to everything in this film and it's just brilliant. At a certain age, it's your, age, it's your answer to everything. Me and you still to this day say it to each other and yeah. we're brothers. And, and we've got the same mum. Um, yeah, but it, 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 it's, but. A, it's a really good film and it's... Now, aside from clowns, the thing that stuck out for me was the drones... Because we don't have drones like that. No. In no, 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 no. But I went to America not long after seeing it. And it's like, yeah, they look scary. They look dangerous. They look quite they're pretty big. Yeah. A small it's drone. Like, that's weird. And so after having seen the film, it's like, yeah. Well, if the original one you didn't like, you are definitely mm. not going to like the new one. I did the VR experience on the PS4. Oh, did you? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not bad. It's a bit low resolution, but it's quite good. You get balloons and you sort of follow him around <laughs> the sewage and you know. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just thought the, the whole of the new film. I know, I know we're going to cover, it, but every every actor in it, every scene in it, I just thought was so perfectly, so perfect. It was one of those I couldn't I couldn't really pick a hole in it. Is it um, the same story? So is it a remake it's or is half it like of okay? Right. Can we not? Go too into it. Yeah, I like I like Stephen King's statement though. <clears throat> yes. Which was for those of you who are waiting for the sequel of it, remember there's a book called it that you can read <laughs> and buy and read. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd like to state that in the book it there is a gangbang. Yes. Where, like, and people... I hate to uh, spoil it, that's, that's not in the Oh, no, I know yeah, it's I not know. Like, seen fucking tears oh, back. Poked <laughs> up, Ramones fan Stephen King wrote a part in that book where basically they all have a go and she don't mind. Yeah, luckily, they've decided... Not to put that for some reason. No, I've the first read time shit where people have complained about that not being put. Well, if you're going to stick to the original book... What put like no, who is it? Rolf Harris. <laughs> We've had complaints. Rolf Harris, Jonathan King. <laughs> they've, all, they've all written in. Yeah, and they've they've got it William Burroughs, Long <laughs> Grave has written in to say. <laughs> well, enough about child gangbangs. Yeah, it's, it's also very weird to hear any conversation about it because it's. Well, when I was watching it, which is what you'd say anyway, but it's when I was watching it. When I was watching it, it's sort of yeah. It's, yeah. it's always been a thing, but now he's like, "Oh, should we go and see it at the weekend?" I was like, "I'll see it every day. You can see it when you want." But like, love. I like, yeah, exactly. I was like, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, "Because oh. I told Natalie originally I wouldn't go and see yeah. the remake." as I'm now calling it, rather than calling it it, because it causes confusion. Technically, it's the it's the, it's the movie, because isn't the original a tea, is the tea, It was it a mini-series like, oh, no. two-parter, isn't it? So technically, I suppose it is the movie. Yeah. Because there's it, the TV series, and it, the movie. Do you get me right? So, well, I think I think we've really strayed off of I this think we have. thing, and, we, and this should be as... Crashing back to the 28th of November, 1986, when Critters came out... <laughs> In the UK, other films that came out: Day of the Dead, 
which we got a year later than fucking America, because I checked that. Aliens, Top Gun, Basil the Great Mouse Detective, <gasps> and Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, Freddy's Revenge. So it's like Top Gun, Tom Cruise. Big Trouble in Little China, Transformers the Movie, Short Circuit, Howard the Duck, Crocodile Dundee, Explorers, The Golden Child, and a number one was Take My Breath Away by Berlin, and a number two was The Final Countdown by Europe. Is this not the most fucking 80s bit of the 80s ever? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's just over the cusp of mid-range, yeah. but it seems to have, apart from musically, the greatest sort of well, You say of that. Films. You say that, but, you know, The Final Countdown is the 80s theme tune. Oh, I don't know, mate. Maybe the rest of it, know. Living on a Prayer... <laughs> Yeah. Uh, French Kissing in the USA. Um, also, there's um, another film that ticks off a bit of a poking the finger at religion because they don't portray that church as, you know, the I, most... I think they just... No, I'd bottle it if uh, I was that preacher. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if anything, that ch- church is pretty, like... It's just middle-aged women yeah, looking at a young... Pre- we didn't even mention no, the hamster yeah, criminal. yeah. What? The hamster that criminal who's it? in with Charlie at the start. Oh, yeah, of course. Because yeah. for some reason in the drunk cell, there's a hamster cage. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, yeah. so he's in the drunk tank with a bottle of whiskey yeah. and, and a the hamster door in yeah. his own cage. Yeah, yeah. you're right, yeah. But, dude, no, right there, it was just a cage. I didn't see a hamster. Yeah, because he got out. Because they. The same the, as the lackadaisical nature <laughs> of that they police department. Ham- <laughs> they put a hamster. In a cage, within a cage, but left both the doors open. Yeah, don't have to be Hamster Houdini, does he? See, now this is a point, this is a question I had. So, the the more the critters eat, the bigger they get. Does Mm. that mean the less they eat, the smaller they get? So when they capture them, could they essentially have been bigger and shrunken back down again? I don't know, it's not how weight happens, is it? Well, no, no, it's for us, but we're not critters. Oh, well, you're saying they were younger, and but eating makes them... Older. When they had them on the ship, they were all small. Yeah. And when they get out, yeah, the they more they eat, growing, the bigger yeah. they get. So yeah. I'm wondering, if they don't do they get them, massive, they should, yeah. but if you don't feed them, then they all just... Is that why they have to eat so much? Because it's their, they, like, their metabolic rate is... To make them back up to yeah. full speed. Yeah, so yeah. they want to grow back down. Again, so they do say, just don't let them eat at the beginning. It says, we'll be all yeah. right as long as they don't feed. The director of this also directed. I mean, this is like this is like fucking quantum, like like sort of critical mass eighties. The director directed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Don't Tell Mum the Babysitter's Dead, and The Mighty Ducks as well. And the bloke who wrote it, this will be one for you, Lee. He's also written under the name August White. Mm. He's written Ginger Dead Man, Evil Bomb. Haunted Casino, which we mentioned in the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses because it's got Michael Berryman and Sid Haig in it. Yep. Dangerous Worry Dolls, Evil Bomb 2, King Bomb, Puppet Master Axis of Evil, Evil Bomb 3, The Wrath of Bomb, Devil Dolls, Ginger Dead Man vs. Evil Bomb. I've seen all those films. But that's yeah. a good culmination. It's, yeah, it's, it's basically violent. small monsters, isn't it? That's yeah. his... That's his it's full Meta- Evil bong isn't a small bong, man. No, that's, that's true. It's a fucking big bong. But I'd also like to mention Lin Shay's appearance in it because she her only film before that was a Nightmare on Elm Street. 
And oh, right, yeah. Richard Shea is her brother. It may be Robert Shea. A little bit right now. Um, but he was the founder of New Line Cinema. Yeah. And the only reason she ever became... And who was she? She was long fingernails, clutter... Um, oh, the Spanish thing. Uh, the Spanish caller, yes. I didn't yeah. realise that. But she's in Nightmare on Elm Street as a teacher. Yeah, she is. When, yeah. when she falls asleep. I didn't realise that teacher. was... Lynn Trey is only famous for her brother starting on New Line Cinema. Only but shit. she has, to me, become like a massive scream queen. She's not a scream queen because she always plays bit parts or hard nuts. But to this day, like, uh, was it Insidious that she's... I think she's in that. The Running um, Man, she's, she's in both that. Insidious Jeez. films. Like, she's, she's everywhere. She's in Wes Craven's New Nightmares, is it? New yeah. Nightmare as well. Yeah, um, she is. What's the bowling film? Kingpin. King, yeah. She's the horrible, uh, sort of, they owe money to because she's the landlady. Holy fuck, and I've just realised. She's in... More horror see, films than I'm, most horror actors. See, now I know I, for all of her modern stuff, I did not realise that that actress now from Insidious mm. she is has her never stopped. from that film. Yeah. Lynn but Shai. now you've said it, how have I not made that connection before? <coughs> I won't call her Scream Queen because she has never been a screamer or someone who is murdered, but she is in so many horror films. She and is. Always plays horrible people in funny comedy She's films. fantastic. Another unsung hero. She's really good in the Insidious films. Another unsung hero. Yeah, she is. We've done two on Love that Love you, Lin Yeah, Lin one of my fucking favourites, man. Also, because um, I've never seen any of the sequels. I know that Leonardo DiCaprio is in four. Did you yes. say that was his... Debut. Yeah. No, it's three, sorry. Oh, so three. three, oh, three, 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 three uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it was his first film. I'm not too sure. But, but I, I saw that, like, because the kid comes back for Critters 2. He does. Critters 2 is worth watching. It is a good film. a comedy. Right, yeah. okay. All Charlie's, goes out Charlie's in all three. Yeah. Um, Jeff comes back, yeah. playing a deputy in Critters 3. That, that's clever. Uh, yeah, and and Lynn Shay's in Critters too as well. Yeah, yeah she is. Um, and also, the woman who plays the organ is a farm woman who probably is the same character or possibly the same character in Critters too. But yeah, mm, so there was. I, a, remember. I was quite. Is quite she wearing the same hat that looks like it's made out of blueberries? She yeah. might play the, like blueberries. Maybe she <laughs> plays the same note. I don't know. <laughs> Critters two is a is. Is a really mm. good follow-up. The other two are pretty fucking hard going. But I would like to say Johnny you, Steele comes back in all of them, does he? As well? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you could go to watch Critters Two, I've got more facts about that than I have about myself. Fair enough. <laughs> I, th- I think one lo- one last thing that we really need to mention is the Chiodo brothers. Mm. They're the guys who did the puppetry on it, um, um, but they are they basically are. They're the guys who, they're like three brothers who specialise in puppetry, claymation, animation for films and stuff like that. They also, they are, one of them directed and the other two did the, all the stuff on um, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <gasps> really? Yeah. Which was, that, sort of, that was kind of like, film. that was kind of like their calling card to sort of like show what they could do. Um, and then Such a they also did Team film. America, they were the puppeteers on Team America. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Uh, and also they did the claymation, any claymation effects that appear in The Simpsons, it's them. Mm. Wow. You know when they just do little odds, yeah, usually yeah. in Treehouse of Horror sort of ones or yeah. stuff like that. Or like the yeah. couch gags yeah, and things the weird like that. Yeah, couch ones. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, that, and so that, that's those guys as well. So. But also they were in the 90s, um, I think they were working for Nickelodeon. So they yeah. oh, okay. any claymation shit on Nickelodeon. Yeah, there's quite a lot of that crossover yeah. back then. And and the and the the the, f- the bit in Pee Wee's Big Adventure where her face goes <laughs> the, <laughs> the best bit. Still not seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. So what we're we watching next then? Okay, so good question. So so when this episode next goes out, it's going to be Thanksgiving in the States. Oh uh, yeah. Which I know that we don't celebrate, we but could. But we should, yeah. so I think we should cover... Um, we've talked a lot about super low-budget shit, mm. and you haven't seen any yet. And I think one of my <laughs> all-time favourite ultra-low-budget films um, is Thanks Killing, about the killer turkey. turkey. Yeah, I remember you telling me. <laughs> I so I have not seen this, so this is going to be Oh my God, me. you guys are going to love this. Yeah. I thought so, he was going to say Texas Chainsaw. No. <laughs> so, the, so the tagline for this film is gobble gobble motherfucker. You have no idea what you're letting yourself in for. And it is literally... Quality. It's literally... So the founding fathers obviously went over and <laughs> murdered the Native Americans. Yep. And the spirit of the Native Americans possessed a turkey and the turkey every Thanksgiving carries out a a series of revenge attacks basically for the founding fathers. So it's kind of like the crow but with a turkey. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But with a budget of about five thousand dollars. So this sounds good. Is this is this full moon or is it No 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 this is uh, because there are uh, the problem is, there's Thanks Killing 3, but there isn't a Thanks Killing 2, because Thanks Killing 3 is about the fact that Thanks Killing 2 never got released, but that's just that's something oh, for the later oh, episode. That's, that's, that's getting deep, yeah. It is getting super deep. Um, I mean, so. So, so next week, we will cover Thanks Killing, and okay. honestly, people, if you've not seen it, go and watch it. It's really... Epic. Right, so closing out for this evening. Thanks very much for listening. Um, you can reach us as always. You can message us below on SoundCloud. Uh, you can email us at info at welcometorah.com. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at welcometorah. Um, and there is also a Facebook page at welcometorah. So come find us there and uh, let us know what you're thinking. And uh, Until next time, go and watch Thanks Killing. Kill Christ.